Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day and had an awesome weekend. Hope you guys are staying strong and healthy as always, and be sure if you need anything, check out the website, healthmasters.com, here for all your supplement and nutrient needs. Be sure to check out the product of the week on sale for a couple more days, the Testo Plus Formula, one of the most effective products on the market to really help naturally boost testosterone. Increase energy and cream least muscle mass in men. Great product. Be sure to check it out right now while it's on sale and vote for what you want to see win uh, later on this week on Wednesday when it switches over. It looks like the Berberine Ultimate is pulling pretty strong and I've told you guys in detail about that product. Incredibly good for blood sugar, helps out with digestion, a whole host of different things it can help out, help, help out with, including weight management, cholesterol. I'll go into more detail on that later on this week if it wins. But be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com. And one of the first things that I saw here again, and I keep seeing this trend popping up now over the last year, and this is really what starts to happen when you're dealing with failed states and failed governments that cannot continually keep their spending under control, and they need to continually steal money from the populace. There's an article that came out on Breitbart, and it says multiple states now are considering charging drivers by the mile to maintain the nation's roads. It says a lot of states are scrambling to figure out how to keep making money to funnel into road maintenance amid economic struggles. Officials have historically spent gas taxes on roadways. The problem is they developed is now the taxes are generating less each year due to inflation, fuel efficiency, and a host of other issues. Now, this is what Fox News is saying, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address this a little bit further. That is a partial lie. One of the primary reasons why they have not been able to cover the cost on some expenses is because of out-of-control expenditures. That's exactly what's happening with this. Secondly, when you have governments and states, they continually have the ability to just arbitrarily keep adding taxes on top of taxes and raising taxes and raising taxes. You have and you develop an essence of what we're watching now of a totally fiscally irresponsible ideology that becomes a plague, a cancer in a society where the politicians realize there really is no cap on how much money they can steal. They just continually to come up with these really crazy programs. They funnel cash in all these different directions. There's very little oversight. There's really no significant um, you know, uh, accountability whatsoever. I mean we saw this with the DOD and the Pentagon the other day when they come out and they say, oh, by the way, we've readjusted the net price cost of certain products and machines and weapons and military systems and uh, missile platforms that were given to Ukraine, and we've now decided we have another $6.2 billion available to give away to them. Uh, thanks for your money. That's complete and total theater. They just are coming up with random numbers now. And this is what's happened in a lot of states where they feed these programs, and especially a lot of it goes into different types of welfare programs and different types of programs that are abused. And so these finances continually are dissolved. And so what they've wanted to do for years, and this will be if states actually allow this to happen in, in full essence, is that this will be the end of traveling freely unmolested on your way. Essentially it will. Because what they want to do here, and they're talking about it in this protocol, is they want to actually start charging drivers by the miles that they drive. This includes taxing electricity higher via car charging stations and adding more charges to door-to-door -to -door delivery 
uh, basically apps. They said the federal government is about its pilot program funded by $125 million from the infrastructure measure. So far, Oregon, Utah, and Virginia are the only states that are trying to generate revenue from road uses charges, but that may now change. They said what they're looking at doing is trying to figure out how to monitor the miles you drive, and a lot of this is only going to be able to be done through electric cars. If you have an older vehicle, there's no real way to actually get legitimate mileage and tax it. It's not. You've got a you know F three fifty diesel, you know seven three or six zero that you can keep running, and you got hundred thousand miles on it. You don't have to declare your miles when you register, and quite frankly, the DMV can't really prove that you did or you didn't drive that as far as how many miles. There's really no way to do it. Now, that's where the EV cars come in, and this is why they're pushing so hard to get people in electric vehicles. The other day, I had a really good friend that came down, and he got a Tesla Plaid Model X. Real fast one, fancy one, nice nice spec, great-looking color, and I rode around in it a little bit with him, and it was interesting because the, the tech and the gadgets and gizmos are so bizarre and the self-driving features, and he told me he constantly has these like software updates, and you've got to get approved to basically get updates on your auto-driving, make sure you're not just going to be letting it do whatever you want. And he was going in detail on it, and basically it constantly is connected to the Internet of Things and the cloud all the time. So, I mean, they know every point one mile you drive, it's monitored. Every single thing about that vehicle is tracked 24-7, 365, including where you charge, where you, how, how much you drive, everything. This is the reason why they're pushing the EV vehicle so incessantly hard, or one of the reasons. They want to have the ability to go in, and every single month, you get another bill in the mail. Oh, by the way, you owe another $192 last month from your driving because you drove, you know, 500 miles or 1,000 miles or whatever the number is going to be. And then they're going to continually increase that percentage as time goes on to prevent people from driving. This is going to encourage people to stay in their 15-minute cities. This is going to encourage people to move into 15-minute cities because eventually people are going to go, I can't commute and make any money. I'm literally working for free. I'm driving 1,000, 2,000 miles a month, and my final paycheck is going all to road mile taxes. This is the next goal I'm telling you they're setting up right now. This is why it's so important to push back against a lot of this stuff. I remember back uh, in uh, Tampa, it was back I think two election cycles ago. There was a amendment that they put on the for the for the voting ballot, and it basically was to add a half a percent, I think, half a percent or one percent uh, state sales tax increase on that county to go for the roadway infrastructure. And it was supposed to stay on there for like X amount of years, and then they were going to determine where it was going to fall off. Well, it's never fallen off, and it's not going to fall off. Now they're talking about raising the percentage on it even higher in that bracket for the sales tax for that county now in the next coming election I was reading about. And I asked one of my friends that lives out there, and I said, is there like this massive infrastructure pickup over there, You know, all these new roads? And he's like, no. He's like, everything's turning into toll roads now. So they're telling us we have to increase your taxes to handle the roadways while they're expanding toll roads. A lot of people fail to realize now that toll roads are becoming the, almost one of the largest roadway systems in the United States. Obviously, the interstate systems are still the largest. The toll roads are becoming the next phase, and people have gotten so used to it, including myself and others. You don't think much of it. You're like, oh, this is a really efficient roadway. It's a lot faster. It's going to shave 20 minutes off. I'll hit the toll road. I'll pay $2, whatever. doesn't matter. Well, then you start realizing that almost everything now is turning to toll roads that are being built new. Well, then that begs to ask the question, 
where's all the money going from the roadway taxes and the fuel taxes and the excise taxes and the registration taxes and the sales tax for the roadway infrastructure if all the roadways are being built by private organizations that none of us ever get the ability to buy into or invest for the the, the toll road projects and are generating billions of dollars a year in revenue so where's all the money being needed to expand the roadways the answer is it's another sham in order to draw more funding out of the general population and continually tax all of them and everyone pretty much into oblivion to where people won't have the ability unless you're wealthy or have a really really good job to be able to travel or drive you're pretty much going to be stuck in one of these little towns in little cities and that's their overall goal, isn't it? So be aware of this. You're going to start seeing this pop up on amendments, on ballots very soon. I promise you that. In a lot of cities and a lot of states, you're going to start seeing them to ask. And, and basically, you got to look at these amendments. And i got to give you the heads up because Dad knows about this as well as I do. A lot of these amendments, they put these really obscure titles on them with this really short description when you go to the ballot. And a lot of people don't even bother to read it. It sounds oh, it's like oh, do you want to increase the butterfly population and make sure everybody's happy all of the time in every part of the state? Oh, that'll only be an extra one percent sales tax incur. Would you like everybody to be happy and butterflies everywhere? It'll only be one percent tax. Vote yes on this amendment, and everybody goes uh, butterflies. Oh, uh, cool. I vote on that. And you don't even realize money's going to absolutely nothing except another slush fund they can dump in another program. This is something to be aware of, and you're going to start seeing this happen more and more often. So be very cautious of these amendments coming up on ballot soon, and be very cautious when you start hearing people talk about, oh, we just need to add an extra tax here. I know we went to a city commissioner meeting a while back ago, and the mayor kind of try, tried to throw this softball out there. Well, you know, in order to expand some of the roadway infrastructure, you know, we may have to put a uh, like a half a percent city tax on our, you know, on sales tax, you know, like an excise tax, half percent. And all of us are resounding, absolutely not. How about you figure out how to increase revenue from all the developers that are making millions of dollars off building infrastructure here and basically subdivisions without having to put any roadways in? How about you figure out a way around that instead of the, always the answer, more tax, more tax, more tax. But again, that's what happens when you do not have checks and balances and you have politicians that suddenly realize, well, if we need more money, we just steal it legally. Be very aware of this. Be very cautious and always do a lot of research in who you're talking to, who you're voting for, and people that are running your cities, your counties, your states. And by all means, always read the amendments when these things pop up on the ballot because most of the time, 99% of them well, – I should probably say about 90 to 95% of them I vote no for because I do full research. And actually I'll even have my brother go through and read them, and he's like, no, nah, no, 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 no. Maybe on this one let's read through some more no, no, no on all these. So again, something to be aware of, something to be involved in. But as you see right now, driving miles taxes is a very real thing that they're going to try to do, and it's up to us to be very vocal and say no. You guys figure it out with the trillions of dollars you steal every single year from everyone. How about you <laughs> – Balance your budget and figure out how to spend stuff a little bit more appropriately instead of just stealing more money. What do you think, Dad? <laughs> you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, who in the world would think that maybe we need to balance the budget? 
you know, who would think that just maybe that, you know, uh, you know, we had need to take the federal government and make the states to do what the states do. And the states have to run balanced budgets where they, of course, Canada, of course, gets California doesn't they just keep floating more bonds. But but the <laughs> yeah. reality, but yes, no, it's ludicrous. I mean, there are trillions of dollars in debt in the United States now as far as what we owe for the federal government, you know, borrowing more and more and more from the Fed. But that's because of the M1 money supply and how if you start paying back the debt. From the national debt, you contract the M1 money supply, the money in circulation, causing a recession. So the only way this Keynesian economic model works, you know, with, with a fiat-based currency is you have to increase the inflammation, infl- inflation of those currency between 5 to 7% per year. And so that means, you know, within 10 years, everything doubles in price. That's just how it works, and that's what they've done. That's why you go buy eggs down there for organic eggs are 6 7 $8, you know, a dozen. There's no longer an egg shortage. But they found out what the market could bear. They found out what they could penetrate the market at with the eggs, and they just ran the price up. And they killed a bunch of chickens to short the eggs in order to push the price up, and now they're leaving the price up even though the chickens are back laying more eggs. But it doesn't make any difference. We're going to sell these organic eggs for 6 7 $8 a dozen instead of you know $3 a dozen, $4 a dozen like they used to be. So they doubled the price. The same thing with the road taxes. You know, if it's not enough road tax, uh, you know, they're going to basically build more t- toll roads. And the toll roads, like you said, Austin, there's no way to buy into that. Yeah, I mean, I would love to own a piece of the Polk Parkway, the one that cuts across Polk County, and get constant return, constant return, constant return on my investment. But the problem with Polk Parkway now, they've had road projects there under construction for over a year, and they've got everything all torn up, and there are no people working on the Polk Parkway. It's just all torn up because there's no accountability because it's private. The state didn't have to come in and kid didn't have to regulate it. So we have to deal with all these crazy roads that are all torn up and weird you know, bypasses through toll booths and all the rest of it, but nobody does anything. And you try to ask a question, and nobody knows who's in charge or what they're doing. And so you – and I remember the Pope Park where they put it in here about 20 years ago. I'll never forget. They said they expected it to take at least you know 20 to 25 years to pay for itself. It paid for itself within five years. And, you know, I mean it was crazy how many people decided to go ahead and save you know 45 minutes in a drive time that cost $3, which is quite frankly I do it all the time because honestly it was. To go to South Florida Avenue on the Pope Parkway would save literally 45 minutes. Now the Interstate 4 is so congested, I take the Polk Parkway to bypass part of 4, stuck on the interstate, this stop, you know, stop position on the, on, the, on the roads. So we're being forced to use toll roads. And remember, the toll roads are full of cameras. The cameras constantly monitor you with facial recognition. They know every move you make, everywhere you go, everything you say, everything you do in your car. They monitor you with OnStar. They monitor you with Bluetooth. They monitor, 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 monitor. And the Tesla cars are even worse. So I, for the life of me, don't know why anybody buys a Tesla. You know, our buddy who brought that Tesla Platt over, he, you know, he took me for a ride. And I said, I cannot believe you bought a Tesla. Oh, this is great. I only had to stop three times from South Carolina to you know, fill up with fuel. It only took me 45 minutes for, you know, for getting charges. And I'm like, you could have driven down here with one tank of gas and been down here in four or five hours, six hours, and not have to add an additional three hours to your time. Oh, no, it's great. I get to sit there and talk to people at the charging stations. And, and I love the guy. He's a good friend of mine. But I have no idea why he would buy a car knowing how intrusive it is into his personal rights, et cetera. And that's a good-looking car. It's a great-looking color, great-looking body style. It's super fast. It doesn't handle it for crap because it's got such a heavy set of you know, batteries in it, and you know, it wants to roll real bad in the corners. But and it'll make you nauseous. It accelerates so fast, and it's just it's a weird car. I, I don't care for it at all. I would never buy one. But is that going to be an option in the future? I mean, that's why I said to you years ago, you know, when, when Volkswagen had the problems with the diesel, they were getting 60, 70, 80 miles per gallon. They had to get rid of that technology because they had to have the ability to say that we're not going to let you buy diesels anymore. They get 80 miles per gallon. So we're going to force you to do you know, the electric cars. And nobody would have gone to electric if they not find Volkswagen $20 billion 
because during the heat up cycle, the first couple of minutes, the quote unquote EPA, you know, emotions weren't quite 100 percent right. Now, they were right once the car got warmed up, but supposedly they weren't right when it was warming up, which I don't know if I believe any of that anyhow. And now you have to ask yourself a question. Who owns Volkswagen, which also owns Audi, who owns Porsche, you know, who owns Bentley? You know, who owns all of these different types of companies? I mean, who owns this company now? Was it bought up by State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard when they had to, you know, float whatever they had to float to come up with $20 billion? I mean, that's the question you got to ask yourself. How much of the ownership was lost? I mean, is it now under control by the globalist compounds of, you know, the people that run the world, the, the, the bloodline families? I remember, you know, about two or three months ago, I was talking to this one lady and I, and I asked her, I said, uh, you know, who, who runs the world? She says, the, the bloodline families. I'm like, well, that's a good answer. That's true. And see, that's the thing we have to understand is that this same group of people which run through the Masonic Lodges, that run through the secret societies, that run through all these different institutions, uh, they're all part of the Council on Foreign Relations, a committee of 300. And we see this over and over and over again, and they control worldwide politics. And once you start realizing that, you start to understand what a mess it is as far as how many people are out there with all of this stuff going on on an ongoing basis. I mean, you know, look, look at what's going on right now in Michigan. This is crazy. This is absolutely nuts. You know, Whitmore has completely destroyed that state. And if you guys live there, you know, you think, well, you know, I, I don't believe that. I think Whitmore's great. And I've talked to multiple people from Michigan who love her, but they're criminalizing opinions. I mean, I mean what, what do you mean? Well, let's, let me read the article on this. To say that Michigan has lurched to the left under the leadership of Whitmore in the state's liberal majority would be a significant understatement. With a new bill passed in the House, in the Senate, in the State House this week, they are now they're taking things to a cartoonish level. House Bill 4474 is designed, if it's signed, it's signed into law, you will literally be able to be thrown into prison for hurting someone's feelings. This is being hidden under the guise of protecting people from hate speech and includes standard liberal online top tropes about feeling threatened. To be clear, you don't have to actually threaten someone with violence. They simply need to feel threatened by something you say or you post online. There's no word from Governor Whitmer yet to say whether the state police will be directed to establish a new thought police unit. Michigan's Democratic House passed legislation on Tuesday that enables attorneys to shut down hate speech. It's vague and unconstitutional censorship law that determines feelings are being threatened as reasonable grounds to prosecute offenders. The punishment for making someone feel threatened is five years in prison and $10,000 fine. An alternative sentence proposes community service in order to enhance offenders' understanding of the impact. That sounds like a FEMA camp to me, concentration camp to reprogram, reeducate people. You know, I mean, this just goes on and on and on. I mean, how in the world does this, does this happen? Now, now, here's the thing. This will probably not pass, honestly. But if it does, it'll be set up, you know, with the courts coming to deal with it. The problem is what happens to the first hundred people that are charged under this as they have to be taken into the court system and probably bankrupt themselves trying to defend themselves to push this thing to the Supreme Court, you know, to find out whether or not it's going to be held up or basically considered unconstitutional. So, again, the people that are basically put – the exact same thing happened with Biden. You know, when Biden decided he wanted all the corporations and using – he was basically using, you know, uh, OSHA to force vaccines, you know, that was eventually overturned. They couldn't do it. But in the meantime, 80 to 90 percent of some of the people in some of these big corporations got vaccinated. And they were basically poisoned by the COVID shot. And now they're dealing with all kinds of health issues, you know, blood clots, you know, heart attacks, myocarditis, pericarditis, lack of work, you know, you know, you know, extremity pains. This list just goes on and on and on. There's literally hundreds of side effects of this shot they're finding out now. It's, and I'm not I'm call, not calling it a vaccine. We can call it a clot shot. We can call it a kill shot. We can call it a bioweapon. It is not a vaccine. And yet people are still taking it. 
I spoke to someone the other night. They said, oh, I've had all three of my shots. So I'm like, what the heck? Why in the world would you take all of these vaccines all of the time and think everything's okay with that when you don't even know what they are? But that's the extent of the dumbing down of the population of the United States. I mean, it, I mean, it really is. I mean, it, it's crazy to me when you stop and look at it. You say, this isn't okay, but this is what people are doing. Now, parents and teachers, this is from the Sun, from the UK, is, are they being told, do not ridicule furries in class. Official advice to teachers and parents on people who identify as, as pupils who identify as animals. Uh, cat spat parents and teachers warned not to ridicule school kids who identify as animals. Now we're talking, we're not talking about five and six years old. We're talking 12, 13, 14, 15 year old kids, teachers and parents who have been warned not to ridicule or to overreact to school kids identifying as furries, people with an active interest in animal characteristics and characters with human characteristics. A government backed safeguarding group says that children dressing up in furry costumes need to feel comfortable expressing themselves. The safeguarding group has given advice not to ridicule pupils identifying as furries. So if they want to have to use a cat litter box in the bathroom, you got to say, okay. If you want to pretend like you're a cat and you got to be laying out and coiling up and purring in the classroom, it's okay. Whatever you want to do is okay because, you know, you, you shouldn't offend the child and say this isn't okay. Now, I'm going to stop here for one second because I don't really want to get into this very much. But the reality is this. If you have a child that's, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight years old. <clears throat> And they're in a theta brainwave state and they want to be Iron Man or Batman or Wonder Woman or whatever they want to be. And they want to dress around and role play and when they're at home and playing with their friends, whatever, who cares? I don't care about that. It's nonsense. It's no big deal. They're going to grow out of it. But when you got kids that are 12, 13, 14 years old that want to walk around and use litter boxes in middle school, that's a problem. And, you know, and trying to basically support their basically, how should I say this, their delusion and not letting them have a reality check doesn't make any sense. And then basically locking people up or throwing kids out of school or expelling other kids that criticize somebody who wants to use a litter box when they're 14 years old. You know, maybe somebody needs to criticize them and say, maybe you don't need to use a litter box. Maybe you're not a cat. Maybe this is weird. Maybe this is really strange. And maybe uh, this isn't OK. And again, it goes right back to the transgender ideology of how people want to be OK to be a male or a female or whatever they want to be. And no one can stop their delusion and say, well, maybe you don't need to think this way. Maybe this type of behavioral pattern is not OK. Maybe it's not right. In fact, it's definitely not OK. But these people want to believe that it is. And that's the thing. Is, again, this, this goes back to the moral degradation of the United States. When we leave Christianity and we leave what the Bible says and we leave, you know, we, we leave and we walk away from the rules and the regulation. Remember, we've talked about, I'll mention it again. There are four Old Testament precepts, God's relationship to man, man's relationship to man, the, the dietary laws and the sanitary laws. When God changed and came, he brought us Jesus, God's relationship to man and man's relationship to man never you know, were completely were altered. Dietary laws, sanitary laws weren't changed. But the reality is the rules and the regulations that were given to the Israelites as far as don't dress up like a woman if you're a guy. You know, homosexuality is bad. You know, being a lesbian is bad. You know, you know committing adultery is bad. The Ten Commandments, those, those, those institutional you know, commandments that haven't changed at all. People don't want to think about those anymore because they're not a feel-good thing. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not covet. Thou shalt not this. All that stuff is still in play, and it's all very, very real. The commandments, the principles that God gave us in the Word are real. That's what they're trying to change. When they take the entire Old Testament and they rewrite it, it becomes the Babylonian Talmud, 
and it basically starts to endorse homosexuality, starts to endorse pedophilia. And these people that are endorsing this run the central banks and control the media and control the major corporations. They start to force that ideology on everybody because they're Kabbalist Luciferians. They've left the way of God. They've never accepted Christ for who Christ is because he is their savior and our savior. He is the redeemer of the world. He is the great I am. He is part of the Godhead. They've never accepted that, so they don't believe that what he says or what the Old Testament even says any longer is relevant. And that's what we've run into, and they discount the word of God. And when that happens, we start having all of this stuff happen in the school systems, all of this stuff happening in politics. And, and, and I've said this before, and Austin has said this before. Our Constitution is totally inadequate for a godless, satanic, secular society because there's too many loops and loopholes in it that allows people to manipulate it if they're not being led by the Holy Spirit and answering to God Almighty. They're, they're, there's too much. Our whole legal system needs to go through tort reform. If you sue somebody and you lose, you need to have to pay their legal fees like it is in England. If we, if we would just do that, we could change a lot of stuff in this country. We get rid of these big slip-and-fall law firms that basically sue everybody and bankrupt people to try to get them to settle out of court so they could not lose all of their money. The person's worth $100,000. You sue them for $10 million. They're willing to give you $100,000 to make the lawsuit stop and make the blood flow stop from the paying of the attorneys from the bloodsuckers. That's what happens here. And see, and, and there are a lot of good attorneys out there. There are. You know, I've got my college roommate, John Parvin, one of the best people I've ever met, one of the most godly people I've ever met, great attorney. Great man, good friend, but the reality is he's an, he's an exception to this. The vast majority of them are bloodsuckers, especially the slip and fall guys. They're always out there doing stuff, and that causes a big problem, doesn't it? Because then when the insurance companies have to pay a legitimate claim, they don't want to pay anybody's claim for anything. You know, the other day I got hit by lightning here at the house. I lost an AC unit. Well, they sent their own you know man in to come examine my AC unit. I already had multiple people tell me it been hit by lightning, and they say, well, the unit is old because it was old is why it's failed. Lightning might have been a problem, but it's really not the proof that, that we need, so we're not going to pay for the AC unit, though it was struck by lightning because now they want me to take them to court because they know that the only way that they're going to get – they're going to pay me to take them to court, and so now they make the, put the burden back on me to have to pay for an attorney to get the AC done. This happens all the time with, 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 the, you know, with insurance companies. They don't want to pay the legitimate claims because they have so many illegitimate claims going processing all the time. It cuts it to their bottom line so much that CFOs come in and say, well, we're not going to play any claims now. We're going to be like this with everybody because, quite frankly, unless there's a clear-cut case, it's a brand-new AC, and it gets hit by lightning, and the entire thing exploded and burned up, and you know, and all the other appliances in the house are exploded and burned up, we're not going to basically say this was a lightning strike. This is the kind of stuff. And what they've done in Florida here is they've changed it to like 1% of the value of the house now is your deductible. Period, you know. And if there's a, and if there's basically a, a uh, you know a problem with a you know with a hurricane, it's like a 10% deductible now in some of these policies of the value of the house. So if you've got a home that's valued at you know five hundred thousand dollars, and you basically have a hurricane come through, and you have forty five thousand dollars worth of damage, they're not going to pay anything because it's not fifty thousand dollars worth if it's a named storm. All of this stuff is happening because we don't have tort reform. That's what's happening. These, 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 these large corporations are being forced to pay out, pay out, pay out because of the legal system and how corrupt it's become. And I don't know how in the world I got on this topic this morning, but that's where we are in this country, and that's one of the biggest problems that we have. Now you're being told that if your child who's 15 years old wants to dress up like a cat and use a litter box, that if you say something to them, we're basically going to figure out, oh, by the way, we're going to go ahead and, uh, how should I say, uh, tell you that you're going to get sued now because you told my 15-year-old son they're not a cat. 
unbelievable. By the way, Australia now, speaking of kids, Australia has now removed the Moderna vaccine for children under five. Health authorities in Australia have quietly removed the Moderna's pediatric COVID-19 vaccine for children five years and under, with both options offered by a company now no longer available in the country. This comes after the Australian Technical Advisory Group on Immunization announced it would no longer recommend the COVID-19 for vaccines for individuals who are under five unless they have one of seven specific high-risk medical conditions that could place them in a heightened risk category for severe COVID-19. The seven conditions include primary or secondary immunodeficiency, including those undergoing treatment for cancer or those on immunosuppressive treatments, bone marrow or stem cell transplant or chimeric agent T-cell therapy, complex congenital cardiac disease, structural airway anomalies or chronic lung disease, type 1 diabetes, okay, chronic neurological or muscular conditions or disability. Okay, here's the problem with all this. Here's the deal. The COVID shot has an immune system downregulation portion that tells the body's immune system to stop working so it can produce spike proteins. So here we have a person who has immunodeficiency listed as the very first one whose immune system is not working properly because they're undergoing treatment for cancer or they're on immunosuppressive treatments. They're being told now they have to take another shot that's going to further suppress their immune system and cause further incidences of cancer and heart disease. This is insanity. This is pure insanity, and it's directly aimed at children that have health conditions now in the event that they can get these children, I guess, to not survive. I hate to say that, to reduce the population growth and to reduce the reproductive agents or individuals on the, in the population. In addition to that, they're not even talking about the fact that over five, these kids are still getting shot up and that they're going to have their testicles and their ovaries attacked. This is a giant eugenics protocol and that we need to be aware of. And I mean, it's just one of those things that's out there that you got to really think about every once in a while and realize it's not okay. I mean, it's, it's not okay. Uh, by the way, uh, Washington students who marched to the principal's office and lectured for wearing their only two gender skirts. Now, it's happening in Washington now, too. The students based at the Kalawa Secondary School in Silverdale were marched to the office by a teacher who lectured them that they were spreading hate speech and promoting exclusion for wearing shirts, emphasizing there are only two genders. The Washington chapter of gays against groomers. Noted that the incident occurred last week when a group of six students wore the shirts to school, prompting other students to seek out the apparel and leading one of the students' mothers to make a hundred more shirts. I mean, we've got a ground roof effort with mothers now. I love mothers who are like this, by the way, who are coming in and saying, we're not going to allow this to happen to our kids. We're not going to allow this to happen in the school. But then again, the witches, these teachers that are witches and lesbians and weirdos that have taken over the American educational system and control it are the ones that are coming up and saying, no, that's hate speech, hate speech, hate speech. We're not going to allow you to do that. This is some sick stuff, guys. And the sad part about all of this stuff is it's not getting any better. It's getting worse because we've tolerated it. And we've got to do what these mothers are doing. And I, I commend them and standing firm against all of this stuff. So, guys, remember, the word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And that this is the day the Lord hath made. And we will rejoice and we will be glad at it. Every single day of our life. What do you think, Austin? What's your next story? You're exactly right. And I mean, it's one thing I've noticed, you know, when you get moms, real true patriot moms, and they really wake up to what's going on, they're a force to be reckoned with. You know, I've seen that at the school board meeting when we went there, and I've seen that in numerous other, you know, families and people around here. And it's it's definitely something that 
has to be encouraged. This is one of the reasons why they're constantly in the mainstream media now, essentially talking out of both sides of their mouth, where they want to talk about, you know, feminism and all the, these males are being misogynist, or they're doing this and they're doing that, and they're trying to suppress women. And then literally in the same breath, they go, oh, in other news, uh, Sam Charles is, wins the uh, bicycling women's category. A biological male that's decided he's a woman for this weekend's race uh, has now beat them because he's a trans woman. And uh, yeah, it's totally cool, bro. It's fine. He's uh, he's going to go shower with them when they get done. And uh, totally cool. Nothing to see here. Don't worry about that. This is just the new normal. That shows you right there the level of insanity that we're watching right now. That's why it talks about in the Bible that a double a man that speaks, basically double-minded man, speaks out of both sides of his mouth. He, they're saying one thing and they say the other. This is designed to continue to cause confusion. Like Dad said earlier with these kids that are 12, 13, 14 years old pretending that they're animals now. This is a side effect of when you start allowing fantasy to rule reality and not allow people to actually go, no, nah, bro, that's stupid. Don't do that. That's that's not a good look out in public. You don't need to use a litter box at 14. That's that's really, really bad behavior. Just don't don't do that. Oh, no, you can't say anything against it. They're coming for the kids 100 percent. They are their main target. Ironically, as the same activists continually talk about, oh, why why is everybody so obsessed with, you know, transgenders? Just just let us be. We just want to be left alone. We don't want anybody to, you know, be going after us. Why are you so obsessed with us? Well, then in New York City, drag march over the weekend. I'll post this on the website. You can watch it. Numerous videos, numerous videos of a giant flamboyantly dressed crowd marching through the area with giant signs, grown men in all types of weird attire. And at the top of their lungs, they are walking through there and screaming as much as they can. We're here. We're queer. We're coming for your children. I'm not joking. This isn't a joke. This is video footage, multiple angles, multiple times, crowd of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tranny perverts my opinion stating comments like this that's quite frankly that's what pedophiles would say and we're here we're queer we're coming for your children as they're marching up and down the street lest you don't think they're coming after the children they're continually confirming it all the time and yet when you bring this up people say well you're you're transphobic i'm not transphobic i don't like, nor do I agree with anybody coming after children, period. Somebody wants to be a cross-dressing man and go do that at cross-dressing concerts, wherever they go do these things, go do whatever you want. You're going to walk around and say you want to be inclusive, you want everybody to accept you, but then you want to run around and do stupid stuff like this? If somebody sent me a video yesterday, and it was funny, it was a spoof, and it said, how would it be if teachers – came out as heterosexual at the end of the school year and how it would be. And this teacher's acting like she's talking to her kids and she's like, kids, it's been such a good, you know, school year. I'm so excited. There's something I've really got to tell you guys. I'm so excited. I want to get this off my chest all year, but I wasn't allowed. But now it's the end of the school year. I'm, I got to tell you guys, this is just so important to me. I am straight. I am married. I have a husband. I want to show you photos of my husband. I'm, I'm, I'm a proud, straight, heterosexual female. I'm just – I'm so excited to get this off my chest and just tell you guys all about it. And it was this giant spoof. We got thousands of comments on it because everybody went, 
no, duh. This is how insane this is that you have teachers in school that are trying to discuss and display what they're involved in in the privacy of their own homes. Newsflash. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about your preferences at home. Your job is to educate children on topics that have been done for hundreds of years, not display your perverted agenda for them. But again, this has been one of the most easiest, quickest, most effective ways to infiltrate the generation's morals and ethics is through the teaching systems. And they've done it now. That's why it's so important. Continue to make sure you're monitoring what your children are being taught and what schools they're in. And by all means, if you have to, look at doing other school options. There's not always one way to do this. There's multiple options in many cases. Always be educated on those topics and be involved as much as you possibly can. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting, as I was talking earlier about the aspects of restrictions on overall freedoms. Remember I told you guys last month New York City passed this massive ordinance now about wood-burning stoves, and now everything's got to go electric. No propane, no gas, no wood-burning stoves. Everything's got to go full electric. Of course, we understand why, and but it's interesting enough now, this is this this is going to affect a lot of New York, especially where they like their pizzas and stuff up there. So they make really good you know, fire oven pizzas. New York tells coal and wood oven pizzerias to cut carbon emissions by 75% or else face hefty fines. The spokesperson for the New York Department of Environmental Protection confirmed new rules on Sunday, stating that under the mandate, restaurants with coal and wood fire ovens must hire an engineer and architect to assess the feasibility of installing emission control devices to achieve a 75% reduction in particulate emissions. If this report concludes that the reduction cannot be achieved and that no emission controls can be installed, it must identify other emission control systems. The restaurant will be allowed to apply for a variance and must provide evidence to prove hardship if they cannot afford to put these emission restrictions in place. And what's interesting about this is this is, again, another reason to get people on electric. Everything is being pushed towards electric bases for a very clear-cut, concise reason, control and dominance over people's behavior. This is exactly what happened with that trial program that they set up out in Colorado last year where people opted in to get like $150 credit back on their electric bill if they installed these smart thermostats that essentially would connect to the electric company. Then suddenly there's reports all over the place where people were trying to put their AC below 78. It wouldn't go below 78. It was locked, done, frozen. Everybody thought it was a malfunctioning glitch. No, it wasn't. They Nobody read the terms and conditions in the clause. It blatantly stated if there's an emergency that the electric company has the ability and the right to control the thermostats in order to conserve electricity. That's where all this is going in all these directions, and the easiest way to do it is to keep people under the pretext of this is easier, it's faster, it's cheaper, and it's basically more efficient. But in reality, you're giving up your freedoms and security for a slight tiny bit, tiny bit of convenience. Because as we've watched now, every time you start giving a government body more and more control, they don't relinquish it. That's why every time you see anything happen now that's starting to occur, what do we end up doing? We always end up going to war. I mean, well, everything's changed in 2019, 2020. What do we do? We had the COVID war. The whole COVID war started all that. Oh, now we're going to do this. We've got more restrictions in place. Now you got QR codes everywhere. Then what they do when that was basically failing agenda? Well, they took us to the Ukrainian war. 
I'll keep everybody distracted on that. Let's start laundering money through Ukraine. Start pushing that whole agenda. I've told you guys about the entire basis of that. And now you've got this alleged coup, whatever happened with that, who knows the truth over in Russia as far as whether this is a CIA-backed coup or whatever's going on. It's constant theater. And now one thing I've noticed, and I watched a video. I can't really recommend it from Gerald Salente because he used an extremely large amount of explicit language, which I'm surprised he did, but he did in this video. But one thing he said, and he really kind of called out very similar of what we've talked about on the show, and he goes, why is it that suddenly now we've got all this talk about nuclear war, nuclear war, nuclear war, nuclear war? He goes, and then there's constant articles about what to do if a nuke strikes your town. And he goes, newsflash, if they drop a nuke on your town, you will no longer be there anymore. And he goes, but this is designed to keep you in fear. He goes, the same people that told you during COVID, you need to put hand sanitizer on after you basically touch your car steering wheel and put hand sanitizer on every single time of the day you do anything because, oh, COVID's going to get you with a 99.997% survival rate. Those same people are now giving you advice on what to do if a nuke hits your city. Then he goes, trying to pretend like you're going to walk around and go grab dinner in a movie after a nuke hits. He goes, if they actually went to that realm, he said, nothing's going to be around. He goes, but it's more conditioning to keep people controlled under fear. Why do you think they're coming out with all this hype for this Oppenheimer movie right now that they've been pushing for the last six months about the godfather, the atomic bomb? Robert Oppenheimer and all this propaganda they're putting in there about the atomic bomb going off. And it's all the time they've been hyping this movie for the last six months, and it's happening to roll out here shortly in July. Yet now they're talking all this theater constantly, Russian, Ukraine, nukes, nukes, NATO, nukes, stay in fear, give us your freedom, we're here to protect you, it's for your safety. As we've talked about repeatedly, a full-blown nuclear exchange both from between all continents will not happen. Well, you may have false flags or a dirty bomb or whatever types of lie and perversion and propaganda they feed you. Now, that's very, very likely highly probable. We saw that with 9-11. But what they're constantly doing now is they're constantly pushing this fear porn to keep people distracted, to keep people focused on what they want on the media and what they want to continue to have people go down the line. There's no reason whatsoever that's coincidental about all these things coming together and then this movie getting released right now. We're at the same time. They're doing this hoorah, hoorah, nuclear, basically, <laughs> propaganda. So, again, understand what they're putting out there and why they're trying to do it. I've said before, always have backup supplies. Always have backup water and food. That's just a staple. I've lived in Florida my whole life. We've figured out how to function and survive down here a long time, or you just don't make it, at least in old Florida. Now a lot of the newcomers here are pretty soft in some of these major cities like Orlando. They don't really live in real Florida. They live in Orlando. That's not Florida. That's Orlando. It just happens to be in the state of Florida, but it's not real Florida. So you get all these people that have moved here that have no idea what's going on, but we know exactly how to stay prepped and prepared. A majority of people do in most other parts of the state. And that's why I encourage people to do, but you don't live in a spirit of fear. Don't live in a constant state of worrisome. So I tell people all the time, turn off the mainstream media. It's nothing but pure propaganda on a regular basis, 24-7, designed to control your mind, your thoughts, and your actions and push you in a direction that they want you to go, and they do it very successfully. They're incredibly good at it. It's not anything – I mean I, I can't knock them for being pros at psychological warfare. They are that. 
And so that's why it's so important. You really do your own research. You do your own digging and you realize what's happening. They're constantly rolling people out of the ability to be able to do anything without electronics involved. Perfect example, one of the biggest banks in Australia now is making significant changes to how much cash customers can withdraw. Westpac, one of the biggest banks in Australia, is now restricting the amount of cash that customers can pull out of ATMs at 1000 AUD per day, which is about $660 USD. That's all the money you can take out of the bank now per day, $660. That's it. In addition, the bank is setting maximums that people can spend using even their debit card. The change is a big departure from the bank's previous policies. However, they're saying now that essentially cash transactions are no longer very popular in Australia. They're saying now that the sharp decline in cash share of transactions reflects that most Australians now use cash infrequently. And so they're slowly getting people into this pocket to where they're going to start using their phones for everything. Credit cards and debit cards are going to go out. They're going to go out. The phones are going to be the main means of transactions. That's what they want is to be able to have everybody controlled on them. This is why I've warned you guys about the QR codes. The QR codes, the CBDCs, all these digital devices, these apps and trackings, they're all building an invisible perimeter around everybody right now, and they're constantly monitoring track. That's why if you guys have noticed – and you try to do anything online now most of the time, they constantly want to send you these one-time code to verify, one-time code, one-time code. This is because what they're doing is they're getting everybody conditioned to being able to have constant monitoring of every single thing you do online and tying it right back to your phone. They're doing this on a regular basis because they do not want people to be anonymous, to be able to travel the internet freely. They want to be monitored on a regular basis, so continue to do what you need to do and keep cash alive. I tell people that all the time. I'm, I always, I'm a big proponent of cash, and it's funny. I've been around people before. We'll do some. We'll go to dinner. I'm like, just split the check, though. You know, twenty bucks on a split. It's about thirty bucks, whatever. I don't have any cash with me. All I got my card. I'm like, you have no cash. I have no cash. Zero cash. Not a single dollar bill on them. I'm like, are you joking? I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm like, wow. I've gone on trips before with people and talked to them, and they didn't bring any cash. I got onto a friend of mine that was a family member one time. He went on a trip and was having issues with his debit card while he was on a trip. He called up my wife, and uh, he was like, man, what, what, do I, what do I do? I'm, you know, I don't have any cash with me. My debit card's messed up. She started laughing. Do you have any cash at all with you? What are you doing? You want on a trip with no cash at all? I'm like, golly. I mean, okay, cool story. I'm like, wait, wait to be prepared with that. But again, this is how they're going to use the control grid around everyone to keep people wrapped up on their phones. So then what happens all of a sudden your phone's locked out or your phone's restricted or your ability to do this or do that. Oh, sorry. We can no longer, you're not an authorized user anymore. You're not allowed in here. Your QR code's been blocked. You've been, you can't come in. That's where they're setting this up, my friends. So keep getting the truth out there on a regular basis. Keep staying stocked up on the supplies you need. Keep your body and your mind healthy and strong. Continue to do different exercises to continue to push yourself and go stronger and you know, basically become a better, stronger person. Last night and yesterday, me and Hunter were in the pool swimming with Kendall. We were playing around, and uh, we were testing our time, how long we could hold our breath. We were going back and forth on it with a timer, seeing how long we could hold our breath under the water. Just playing around. Nothing, you know, scary or too long. But again, it's just testing yourself, seeing where your numbers are, seeing certain things. How many pull-ups can you do? You know, Hunter goes, he's in the gym with me the other day because he's always working out with me all the time. He jumps on the pull-up bar. Dude knocks out like six pull-ups. He's, he's seven years old. He's just shelling out pull-ups. He turns right around, goes on the ground, does 17 push-ups off his toes. 
Just, I'm just doing it, just randomly doing it in there. Like, I want to see how many I can get. I want to see if I can get 25 push-ups in one set. I'm like, okay, that's a good goal. So let's do it. Let's see if we can get you up to 10 pull-ups. And I've always encouraged parents, fathers especially, you've got young boys and daughters. Make sure they're staying active. Not, you necessarily don't need to be you know, picking up heavy weights and doing you know, heavy bench press at a young age. That's not good for the joints. But body weight exercises are extremely beneficial to them because it allows their body to grow, adapt, and continue to push. Our bodies were designed to be active. They're not – human beings were not designed to be sedentary and sit in a chair eight, nine hours a day and not move. That is not healthy whatsoever for humans. We're designed to constantly be going, testing, pushing, growing stronger, faster on a regular basis. And that mindset has left the vast majority of the population now where people become just conditioned to be sedentary. So I can encourage you, my friends, continue to get out there, even if you just, hey, you know what? I get done with the show right now. It's a nice hot day out. I'm going to go for a walk. Go for a walk. Get some fresh air. I tell you what, there's nothing like sometimes if you're busy and you just need to clear your head, going out and walking for five or ten minutes. 20 minutes, whatever you feel comfortable and safe to do, but continue to at least be pushing and making yourself stronger and better and continually setting goals for yourself and what you want to accomplish. I can't encourage that anymore, Dad. What do you think? Yeah, you know, exercise, physical exercise is important. The Bible tells us it profits a little bit. It does profit. And, you know, same thing with DNA. I was talking to John this morning, you know, my attorney roommate from college, and, and he was saying that, you know, the life expectancy will stay about the same regardless of your lifestyle choices, unless it's extreme, you know, with smoking and drinking and drugs and alcohol, then it can basically go off pretty quick and die pretty young if you just eat pretty clean. But the reality is if you take your supplements and you eat really, really clean, the time that you're here has a much better quality of time. In other words, if I live to be 100 and I'm active until I'm 99 years old and I feel great every day of my life, that's because of my lifestyle choices, because of epigenetics, et cetera, et cetera. The reality is this. If I basically am going to live to be 99, but I'm going to be in a nursing home the last 20 years of my life because I chose poorly on what I'm going to eat, I would prefer not to do that. I don't have any interest in being in a nursing home for 10 or 15 or 20 years. Of course, the average life expectancy of a nursing home victim, I'll put it that way, is about three years. If you're really strong, you may make it five or six years. But the reality is is that you know your epigenetics and your DNA and all the different things that you do to affect the outcome of how healthy you're going to be directly affect you all the days of your life. I've seen so many people that have died in their 30s and 40s and 50s. I've seen people die as teenagers. I saw one do that one time when he was 19 years old with a massive heart attack. He was mowing the yard out front and basically dropped dead from a heart attack. And I had spoken to him about eating clean and cutting out his diet. He's about 40 pounds overweight, and he loved to eat pork. And I'll never forget, I was driving with him to DeLand one time to do some work on a restaurant they owned. And I remember I was talking to him. This is, gosh, it's 40 years ago. And I said, you know, he had heard me on WCIE, and he was ridiculing me that I said not to eat pork. He thought it was the funniest thing he'd ever heard. But within a year, he's dead, 19 years of age, massive heart attack, you know, in the front yard. His wife finally comes out there and finds him curled up in a fetal position by the front door, dead. He's trying to come back inside with massive chest pains. And I went to his funeral. The whole place is packed out with high school students because he died so young. That's that's the, that's the, that's what can happen to you if you absolutely just abuse your body. But the reality is if you eat relatively clean and you take your supplements and then you eat, start eating cleaner, that life quality will take you all the way up to 99 years. And you, know, you can walk down the hallway and lay down in your bed and go to sleep and not wake up and you'll be in heaven. And that's how you pass away. You have this really clean death and you're not suffering with it. 
And I see this over and over and over again, especially people who do, who do a lot of drugs, who do a lot of alcohol, who eat a lot of pork, who eat a lot of shellfish, who eat a lot of the things like trans fats that are so bad for them. If they get past 40, 50, 60 or 70 without a massive heart attack, their lifestyle goes to crap because their health is so bad. I, I've seen that now in the dating world. You know, I'm dating again. You guys know that. And I find out that these people over the age of 50 start having severe health problems, over 60 severe, severe health problems on an ongoing basis, and it's hard to find anybody who's not sick to date, much less try to find somebody who's not been injected with a COVID vaccine. So all of these choices that people make directly affect them all the days of their life. But I didn't want to be pontificating on that right now. Let me read you this real quick. Brad sent me this this morning, and it's basically from Bill Mitchell. It says, after the 2020 after after 2020, the Trump campaign sent millions of emails to Trump supporters about how they needed to step up to protect election integrity, according to the January 6th committee. The money would go to the so-called Office of Election Defense Fund, which doesn't appear to have actually existed, according to testimony. The fund, which again did not actually exist, raised $250 million, most of which did not go to election litigation, but to Trump's newly created Save America PAC. The PAC then made contributions to Mark Meadows' charity to a conservative organization employing former Trump staffers to the Trump Hotel collection and to the company that organized the rally that preceded the attack on Capitol 6 on January the 6th and to the company that organized the rally that preceded the attack on the Capitol last January the 6th. I thought I'd mention that. The DHS now is saying that we're having – the DHS – totally not plotting a false flag insists white supremacists coming from the power grid. What? White supremacists, is there anything they're not capable of? This is from CBS News, another Kabbalist Luciferian you know, news channel. On the heels of string high-profile attempts of attacks on power stations, which is basically another false flag, the top official at the Department of Homeland Security remains very concerned about copycat attacks of the U.S. energy grid driven by white nationalist narratives online. The vision is short is that they want to take down the energy grid because if they take down the energy grid, they believe the society will then collapse. And then out of the collapse, they believe will rise a white nationalist government to replace the current government. And we've seen this narrative online among the other white nationalist groups. If you want to give yourself a migraine, try to work out the logistics of how taking down the power will result in white supremacy, fourth Reich utopia. The best operatives of the white supremacists seemingly are capable of producing in their Idaho training camps or whatever is in an Indian armed with a Nazi flag and no bombs driving a truck into a federal barricade and a 30-person gang of mass preferably fed hooligans in khaki pants given the nose moniker the Patriot Front. I'm going to let you guys read this. It's an interesting article, and, I, and, it's, it's, and, it's, and, it's, and it's amazing to me how this narrative is spun blaming white people. I mean it's always white people, isn't it? Uh, you got to hate those white people. They're a bunch of white nationalist neo-Nazi skinheads, grandma-hating you know, killers. You know, No! It's not true. It's just that white people have been running this country, good and bad, basically, for a long, long, long time. And now they don't want us to be involved in anything anymore. They want to take this country into the ash heaps of history. That's what they want. And so they've got to do that. They've got to disable the white people and destroy the white image globally and in the United States of America, making us bad people who have white privilege. This is nonsense. It's complete nonsense. That they're doing this. If they attack black people like this or Hispanic people like this or Indian people like this or gay people like this or any other group like this, there'd be massive outpouring of hate against the organizations promoting this. But because it's white people and we're fair game, they leave it be. Guys, listen to me. Keep your hearts and minds in Jesus every single day of your life. 
Because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And prayer still changes everything. Someone the other day, I was praying for this individual, and she said to me, she goes, well, it doesn't matter that you're not here praying with me, that you're praying over the telephone. And I said, no, it doesn't matter at all. But two or more are gathered together. Scalar energy has no barrier in time space, which is what prayer creates. And it changes the fabric of space-time immediately and inexhaustibly because it's scalar energy, and it permeates the entire known universe instantaneously because it's interdimensional. That's what prayer is. So you guys continue to pray and continue to work like it's all up to you and pray like it's all up to God because together we can change this mess if we all believe. I love you guys. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Absolutely. You're 100% accurate on that. And continue to keep your bodies and minds strong, no matter the cost. Continue to be eating clean and exercise, as we talked about earlier. If you guys need anything, you're always welcome to give us a call at Health Masters, 1-800-726-1834. We're here to help you out. We actually answer the phone. <laughs> We're not going to send the phones to uh, India so you can try to talk to somebody and not understand them. We're here in Florida. So as you know, a lot of our listeners and customers, they stop by on a regular basis when they're traveling and visiting which I encourage you to stop by and see us. And uh, it's, it's important that we're really discussing a lot of open topics on this and bringing stuff up because, you know, people have a right to ask a question. This concept now that is eluding people that you can't say this and you can't say that and you can't ask this question, that is all about bringing in the mindset of self-censorship. If you have a question, if you don't like something, feel free. Bring a topic up. Ask a question. Do your own research on a regular basis. I encourage you to do the same. So thank you for supporting healthmasters.com. Helps us bring this show to you every single day, commercial-free, ad-free, all the time. So thank you for your support. Be sure to check out the website. We've got the ashwagandha on sale, the Mood Booster Stack. Also have the Ultimate Multiple Powder on sale right now at healthmasters.com and the Testo Plus on sale for product of the week, 10% off. Be sure to check that out at healthmasters.com for the next couple days. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always, my friends. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.